And as we've established the do's and don'ts uh, in the pre-recorded section of DMVR Fantasy, uh, I welcome you into this beautiful Thursday show here. Everyone in studio, Henry and I are worn out from uh, some b-ball. You guys are lucky. Uh, Allie actually pulled me aside and told me I could not play against you because she didn't want you embarrassed on camera. So. Wow. Yeah, well, well if anybody was, I was not playing against you. We it, are very lucky. I can't say what happened. Uh, I can say I was not super scared of producer guys' basketball <laughs> skills. Nope. Um, at the end of the day, the thing wraps? that scared me most was my own shadow because I'm in such bad shape. I'm exhausted, but that's neither here nor there. I just remind you, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook app in the world. Uh, certainly in the country, certainly in beautiful Colorado where betting on sports is legal. Go check them out. Put that code DNVR in and have lots of fun with uh, player props and uh, fantasy point bets, among other things. All right, fellas, we went through what was kind of a whack week five. It was nice to have Guy back on that Tuesday show. Oh, thank you. And now we're here to answer some questions, go through some start sits and uh, get you ready for this week six. Let me start by saying I was able to get, get Chase Claypool in some of my leagues. Very happy about that. Was able to get Fulgum in some dynasties. I think that's an asset that will appreciate nicely uh, the rest of the year. I might might be flipping them in a couple weeks, you know. Um, so, yeah, good good waiver wire. Good waiver wire a couple days for, for your boy. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this week six. I think it's going to be another lit week with a lot of high scoring matchups and i'm just excited to get into that so uh i don't know i don't know how i should start this i guess this is what i'll give you if the falcons game is played so far it seems like it's it will not, be played so. guys not optimistic big nope. surprise surprise yeah nope. <laughs> alexander madison will be a top five back this week dalvin cook not practicing i agree and against the highest scoring the defense that's allowing the most points in the NFL, not named the Dallas Cowboys. I really like that matchup. I feel like they're a little more susceptible to the pass than the run. Uh, but I think this is all moot because I highly doubt it gets played at this point. Alexander Madison and Justin Jefferson on a start list? Yeah. Yeah. I think Thielen? so. Yeah. Can't Kirk Cousins? Oh, okay. We're stopping at Kirk Cousins. Thielen's, I guess, is an automatic. But. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I had trouble with some of this uh, specifically like should I claim Alexander Madison and mm. I decided against it because I wanted to go for Ch Chase Claypool I think that's a smart decision but I can't say I don't have any second thoughts I, like in this league I have Galladay I have Robbie Anderson I have Cooper Cup I have Michael Thomas I have John Brown too if he ever wants to do anything Visca like is it really worth it and and I'm starting to have some regrets about not picking up Madison because uh. I really do think this is gonna be a big week but then what? Then you cut him. Then you let him burn a, a spot on your bench this until maybe he plays again on Tuesday. Yeah, it's tough. He's a one-week guy, and if you spend a bunch of money on him, then I really hope you get your win this week, and it was worth it. Because after that, I mean, he goes back to being just a a lottery pick. If I was the producer of this show, I would insert a clip Nathan? from our preseason shows <laughs> where <laughs> you were here. telling us how Dalvin Cook to get injured is like a certainty mm -hmm. and now that it's happening you're like oh no it's just one week no get on that train I'm, now baby i'm talking get on that train i don't know man i'm talking <laughs> more in the sense that if you if you got him <clears throat> off waivers and you spend a bunch of money on it it's you're you have to be you just temper your well, expectations right 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 just well, know know what you have like yes he's one of the most valuable handcuffs but you his handcuff value is only coming in one week at this point like Dalvin Cook has a chance to play this week. They say he's probably not going to. The game probably isn't going to happen, and when it doesn't happen, that gives Dalvin Cook more time to recover, thereby leaving Alexander Madison irrelevant for the near future. Now, if Dalvin Cook gets a serious injury, like a torn ACL or an Achilles or something, then yeah, Alexander Madison, is that is your lottery ticket that has just paid off. But temper your expectations in the short term is what I'm saying, especially considering that the likelihood that this game doesn't get played is very high. Yeah, I got us off track back to um, Henry's scenario. What you just said, Guy, is exactly right. Chase Claypool, in this scenario, much better off than Woo! Alexander yep. Madison. But we're all in on Claypool. Are baby. we ready to, to say we're we have to start him? Claypool? 
Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Are you? Yeah. It's tough. Oh, like right man. now in my flex, I have Cooper Cup. Whoa. You really? You're in like a 16 league? 10. Okay. Who are your other two wide receivers? Um, This week, Galladay and Robbie Anderson by Michael Thomas coming back soon, too. Whoa, my man. John I'm Brown and Visca. Galladay ahead of Cooper Cup. I like it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, Galladay has not really uh. I mean, he's played impressed. two games, had like 10-something and 11-something in a non-PPR league. So, I, yeah, you know, it's true. It's he's solid. played two games. He had a bye week last week. Okay. Wow. That's a big breath, Dre. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if I were to do my rankings on wide receivers, where do I stop and put Chase Claypool in? Because if really you're saying hard. he's a must-start guy, oh, man. Okay, so you're starting him over Devontae Parker. Let's run through the easy ones. Mm. Devontae um, Parker against the Jets, what? which is no. kind of like no, a sorry. feasty game, right? Well, I don't know. I know, dude. Because I, I like the way that the Dolphins play up to opponents. Right. And I yes. don't have any faith in the Jets, but but they play I down do to have opponents. the Dolphins. I have faith in the Dolphins playing down to their opponents, and it's a divisional matchup. So this just seems like one of those ones where Fitz Tragic is going to rear his head because it just, you know, all everything is in the Dolphins' favor here, and they're plucky, yep. and they're up and coming. Yep. And then they have to play the Jets, and it just it just seems like a trap game to me. So Letdown as game. Much as I like all the numbers suggest Devontae Parker's gonna have a really good game, and I I would love to back that. There's just this nagging feeling in the back of my head that it's gonna be a trap. The sharp, better like reasoning that went into that. I won't cuss on this podcast, but it gets me so excited I could, <laughs> and I'm using every fiber in my very <laughs> tired being not to. Well played, being. my friend. <laughs> okay, so we're starting Devontae Parker, you're starting Claypool over. Yes. Begrudgingly. Hey man, I'm just asking the tough questions here. Justin Jefferson, Claypool, it's a toss up. I'm guessing you're going Claypool. Ooh, well, considering that I don't think that game's gonna get played, yes. If the game gets played against the Falcons. If the game gets played, oh man, that's kind of a toss up. Right? Because we really just hard, said, though, Madison and Jefferson are two the, guys the we're Browns, high on this The Browns week. haven't had a particularly impressive defense, and I think that the Steelers just historically have just manhandled the Browns, and this just feels like the Browns falling back to earth moment as well. And there's there's also oh. like the fact that you look through Chase Claypool. It is such a small sample size, but uh, yeah. non-PPR – 4.7, then 14.8, then 2.4, then 35.6. It's been boom or bust all the way through. He's and maybe one of those. It's a four-week sample size, man. He's exactly. a rookie. But it's that's what about... makes it so hard. It's scary. Like, it's hard to say I'm sitting down Cooper Cup to play this rookie who could wind up with four points for me. Like, how dumb would I feel Gosh. in that situation? No, you're right. And the beauty is he's potentially matchup proof because as Guy was touching on, He's a bit of a, like, Visca-style gadget. Mm -hmm. He's, like, neither a tight end nor a wide receiver. You just want to, like, stick him in the slot and, like, run a bunch of screens and see what happens when this six foot four, 238-pound man who runs a 4-3 gets in space. I just get these intense deja vu visuals to Megatron. That's all I can think of when okay. I watch him play. Let me run so through impressive. a couple more that I think... Listeners will be debating in their heads with Claypool. Claypool, would you start him over C.D. Lamb going against yes. Arizona? Yes. Okay. I, I have to see how Dalton mm. plays first before I can believe in C.D. Lamb. Fair I enough. Not, nothing I against really his agree. talent. I need to see what happens with that offense. Would you start him over D.J. Moore going against Chicago? Yes. Ooh, yeah, yeah I Chicago would. scares me. I think I'm in agreement on all of these so far. I also far. haven't had a ton of faith in D.J. Moore to start the season regardless. Even Fair if enough. it's yeah. not Chicago, like no. he doesn't look that good. DJ Moore stunk it up. We had Spence on the show. He was really contemplating whether or not to start DJ Moore. We said no. Last week was really the f the last, the only week DJ Moore's been anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tyler Boyd against Indianapolis. Do you start him over Claypool? Oof. I think so. No. I think so. I'm going to go no. But I, I have faith in Tyler Boyd this week, but I just think that Chase Claypool will slightly outplay him. Man, it's the indie defense that scares me. So I might go Claypool, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm on the fence, Hank. So Only one touchdown this season for Boyd. 
Yeah, true. I, I just I also do like the fact that they just have so many weapons there in the Cincinnati. That okay, we've got two Steelers, Juju or Deontay Johnson. Either of those you would start over Claypool this week. Teammates. Um, not not Deontay Johnson. I'll start really? with that. Yep. Is he coming back from an injury? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, he's questionable. Okay, then no. Okay. So Claypool over Johnson. What about over Juju? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. As crazy oh. as it sounds, they both feel like boomer bust toss-ups. Has, yeah, has Juju it, really yeah. done anything to solidify where he was drafted? At no, this bro, not really. He's one of those guys who you would have had in your top 20 wide receivers and have not lived up to the hype. No. But he has the name. I feel like the name so carries right. him quite a ways. No, you're like, right. It's like yeah. not in terms of like actually playing him, but I think just in terms of like marketability, people knowing who he is. Yeah, but here's my point. Like first round because he you- has the name, when you're game planning against this team with your defense, you're keying in on Juju Smith-Schuster first, and that gives Chase Claypool more room to operate. Even and though he's Claypool... More, he's more of that surprise, like X-Factor, that you don't really... You're not entirely sure how to guard yet. Yeah, is What's it true, though, still after... They're both kind of yak four touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. That's the other Simultaneous thing. Simultaneous like, good point. We're it. overreacting. How much is the DC who's watching the tape from last week like, uh, we need to have a plan to stop this dude. Yeah, yeah. but he's just so physical and big that like. Yeah, he's kind of plan proof. Okay, final one. A.J. Brown or Chase Claypool to start this week. Brown is playing the Houston Texans. A.J. Brown. I, AJ I, Brown looks so good. The buck stops here. I agree. Yep. AJ Brown. All right. So Claypool, essentially, if it's not a top twenty wide receiver, we are, we're basically starting Claypool. Yeah, Claypool is probably like our our top flex start. Well, I would say on the week. So I count mine by twelves. So I would put him like you right should. right around twenty. So he would be my bottom end wide receiver too. Right, right. He's right mm-hmm. on the verge of uh, low end wide receiver two, high end flex. If if you do Oof. have him though, and I think this is what's important, if you do have him, you should be excited, yeah. because even if it isn't yet, like we he has played four games, and his fourth game he did that. By the end of the year, I think he's gonna climb higher and higher on this list. Yeah, no, I felt like I straight up stole something by getting him on waivers yeah. this week, um, and having him like stashed away from my rookie draft on other dynasties as well. You know, he's a really really nice asset to have right now. I know I'm very high on it. We should mention Le'Veon Bell, who you guys pounded the table as an important pickup. Getting some interest. Does seem like he's going to play this mm-hmm. season. The team's interested. Patriots, great fit. We talked about it. Chiefs, makes a lot of sense. Should be terrifying for Clyde Edwards. Oh, Lair yeah. owners. Uh, who was the other one guy? The Dolphins are also interested. Um. Yeah, Dolphins, Bills, Chiefs. Oh, and, and the Patriots. Bills. So it's basically everybody else in the AFC West plus the Chiefs. Yeah, the East and the Chiefs. The <sighs> Bills would be a nice one. The oh, Bills yeah. would be a nice one. I. That's kind of my favorite it, fit. Really, I don't, I don't see it. I think Devin Singletary has been playing decently. They have Zach Moss. I think that. But they, it's Levy on Bell though. They, no, no, hurt? no. They need. They need to focus on Josh Allen getting his head right after that whooping by the titans and it's not it has nothing to do with the run game in my mind after watching that mm. couldn't hurt him though well, certainly hurt couldn't him. hurt him i think it could but i know. think he could easily be their best back and be a nice little and you know i'm not high on bell by any means but no. that's a fit where i see it's patriots i would be I intrigued s- i still think the bears would just be i'm doubling perfect. and tripling down on the patriots they they were supposedly out of it and now they're like right back in it to spite the other two afc east teams and i i love it spidey bill belichick my yeah favorite bill belichick. i wonder though is it gonna be one of those where look at their backfield it's a mess and the pats have a chance to take the yeah, AFC as east far as, fantasy, as the bills start to falter as far as fantasy value, though, especially considering what you're not going to start you like none yeah. of these Patriots running backs are reliable enough to start. Yeah. Which is why if they got Bell, then he would become startable. Would, would he? Especially or would Bill he Belichick? become startable three weeks when you out of Cam 12? Newton. Yeah. And Rex Burkhead might be good one yeah. week. James White might be good one week. Le'Veon's good one week. Sony Michelle. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I hear you. But I'm also saying, like, that backfield hasn't like, been... It, throughout the years, like, even before this season, he's been very vocal in support of Le'Veon Bell. He loves the way he plays the game. He's always... He's... I don't know. 
He's just been a big fan of his, and I think that he would know how to utilize him after watching him for all those years. I just don't I think, think he's not a dummy, man. Yeah, I just don't think that Bill Belichick's willing to go with just one back the way that, like, for example, I'll go back to Chicago. Like, if he just goes in there and takes every touch, like, I could see that as a possibility. I still think, like, you're seeing James White in there. You're still seeing Damian Harris probably. Maybe it's Sony right. Michelle. I think Harris there's at least back. three running backs rotating in every week. Okay, let's go through some starts we like. I really like Matthew Stafford at quarterback going against the Jaguars this week. I mean, Stafford hasn't been great for you. He just had a bye week, so he's kind of not been fantasy relevant. But Matthew Stafford, I think that's a top five quarterback going into this week. Yeah, I think that's a good take. And and along with that, Lions receivers, you have to be excited about. Um, Kenny. I'll, I'll throw another quarterback out there. Lay it on me. Brian Fitzpatrick, revenge game against the Jets. I already talked I about this, man. This feels like the trap game to me. As much as I uh, have that's right, already, that's right. I have banged the table for Ryan Fitzpatrick, <sighs> Fitzmagic, in weeks past, and this week just something tells me it's a trap game, man. I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I it, like all the evidence is there that it's going to be a good one for him, and they're trending upwards. They're so bad. The too. Jets are trending s- just straight into the ground. They're burrowing through the earth at this point. By every metric, the worst team in the NFL. But, and yet your reasoning has me extremely concerned. I think you're on. <laughs> What's my reasoning that I have a feeling? That's the part that bothers <laughs> me the most is that I don't have that, very good reasoning. That it's just, fits magic. It's a, it's a Poops Season the bed league. when you least expect it and has big games when you least expect exactly. it. That's Fitzmagic. You're kind of like you're playing un, un, he, unpredictable. He plays, up, he plays up to his opponents and he plays down to his opponents. Exactly. And when it's the Jets and you're playing down to them, you're going to play way down there. I'll tell you this. I love, love, love for fantasy purposes the Arizona-Dallas matchup. Kyler, yeah. this is the week where we're getting big, big points from Kyler. Andy Dalton in a desperate situation – I think Dalton's putting up points. I'm just telling you guys. I think Dalton's putting up points. Yeah, I mean, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if we'd first. seen it first. Yeah, I'd You know, first. When, when he went out there last week, I was kind of disappointed with everything. It wasn't like, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't like a day that you can read too Giants, much into. Man. But Come on. The Giants are a pretty bad team. And I mean, but he that was happening on that. prior to Dalton coming in. I'm just saying. That's the Cowboys' trash defense. Right. I just, yeah. No, I'm still not I quite. I, just, I have to see it first, man. And I, I want to see who he favors. Not necessarily because he, like, you know, likes a guy more than another, but more that he just, like, he's practiced with them more and he trusts them a little bit more. So, yeah, someone like a, a C.D. Lamb who may have spent more time with him in what limited offseason training there was, I could see that potentially being a, uh, and, like, who is it, Cedric Wilson is the other one? Yeah, mm-hmm. I could potentially see those two benefiting from that to mm-hmm. a certain degree. But Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, um, I guess Michael Gallup was getting a decent number of looks from him at the end of that game. Yeah, I, I, I have mean, to see first, man. I really I, I couldn't tell you. But Mike McCarthy, I think he knows how to game plan for it. So I think he'll figure something out. But I just I'm not ready to go in on it until I see it. I'd rather be a week late than a week early. Fair enough. I um I'm ready to plant my flag. I just think that offense is going to score points no matter what. You got to be pretty desperate to play Andy Dalton at this point anyway, man. You should be, yeah. I did get an offer after our Tuesday show where I talked about this specifically and missing out on Jared Goff on my team that I had Dak on. And right after the show, I got an offer for Goff. What did they want in return? Alexander Madison. Mm. I would have taken that. I turned it down. You Why? Of course. Because I could get Ryan Tannehill on the waiver wire, and that's what I preferred. All right. Yeah, I'd rather Madison and uh, Tannehill than than Goff, but I, also, I did consider it. Check it out. I bet one of these weeks Goff's gonna have a bad one, and whoever that was is gonna drop him, and you'll be able to pick him off the waiver wire for free. I agree completely. But you gotta, man. Also, the Rams have been of really good, but haven't put up a ton of points. Yeah, uh, they've been well, an man. over betters nightmare. It's I, a lot of thirty to sevens, you know, which is great. But I mean, for an over better, yeah, but. They're putting up 30 points. They're just limiting their opponents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not a sieve like Dallas. Yeah. They're also not the Dallas offense where you're putting up 400 passing yards a game. Seattle, for all the credit that their offense could get, their defense has been pretty damn bad, especially coming out those Legion of Boom years. Horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous. Regularly overrated, too. 
Yeah. I am fading the Seattle defense on just about every week in fantasy, similar to Atlanta, similar to Dallas. They're concerning me for the playoffs, although we're getting way off track for fantasy talk here. But And sadly, Seattle has a bye week. Yeah. Yeah. So we cannot fade them. Moving on to running backs, unless you guys have more quarterback takes and throw them in here as they come. I was telling you guys off air, if there's a week that's finally going to be Jonathan Taylor's week, it better be this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Pressure's on. Yeah. Because he's, look, he's one of those guys who gets a lot of touches, and he's been getting those touchdowns from time to time to justify starting him. But frankly, for how much opportunity he's getting, Jonathan Taylor, to me, has been a massive disappointment five weeks into the season. Once Marlon Mack went down, I thought, like, oh, watch out. Jonathan Taylor's about to take over. Yeah, so Not I. the case. His vision hasn't been there. The burst hasn't been there. He's just not making the most of what's one of the better run-blocking offensive lines in the NFL. If he can't get it done in Cincy, I'm a little concerned, and I might start looking at guys like Naheem Hines and what have you because I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, this Naheem ain't Hines it. So far, this either, ain't it. So. No, but he's gotten, like, no touches compared to Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, which is surprising to me. Yeah. I would agree on that. I think um, you hit the nail on the head there. So he's like a reluctant start. Every week we have a reluctant start. It's not <laughs> even a reluctant nail. start. It's like a, a do-or-die game for a dude's like fantasy stock. We had Joe Mixon two weeks ago, Kenyon Drake last week. This week I think it's Jonathan Taylor. This is his do-or-die week. If you're not feeling it, try to trade him. Like If, if you don't believe yeah. he's going to finally turn the corner against Cincy, it's, it's time to like – Get time to pull that parachute and try to get out while you still can. Yeah. yeah. Along those lines, as much as it pains me to say this, I think uh, this oh. might finally be it for Kenyon Drake for me if he can't produce in this matchup where they should, A, be scoring a decent amount of points and, B, be controlling the game late. Oof. If he can't capitalize on that, I might have to pull the Massive plug. At a certain point, like, I, I love – you know, you, you want to like have that conviction of like I made a call and I want to stick to it and I want to see it through. And you know, there's all these exigent circumstances that happen to where you can give a guy a pass on X number of weeks. We're here in week six, and he's had some plus matchups, and this is the plusiest of the plus matchups right now. And if he can't get it done this week, I, I like we're now what we're halfway to playoffs at this point, basically, because week thirteen is Just usually about. when playoffs start. Yeah. At that point, if you're if you have Kenyon Drake and you're a two and four team, that's that's a point where you gotta trade him for anything you can get for him at that point. And I don't know, like you can't cut him, but like good God, but this is this is my reluctant start. Like I have to see something from this week, or that's it. Yeah, it's a real uh, fork in the road day. I'm stuck in him in one of those whack leagues we're in. Uh, Point per carry? points per carry. Oh, you can't give him up. I He's getting 18 to 20 carries. Right. It's 18 to 20 points are getting just from right. That. I it's can't ludicrous. get rid of him, but I would. It's like David Montgomery. Mm -hmm. You have him in that league too, right? Yeah. And he's just getting yeah. you mad points because there's nobody else to carry the ball. That's my Cohen's flex gone. right there. They're getting <laughs> like 26 points every game, but yeah. should be getting like 35. That's, yeah, that's the flaw. And actually, Madison's probably starting in that flex spot this week. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. And with Kenyon Drake, like, this really is the week, though. Going up against this Cowboys defense, like, what's made them so bad is that you can just gash them up the middle. Like, yeah. the only four teams have given up more. That's how they're using them. Yeah, more rushing yards per game. Only four have given up more rushing yards per game than the Cowboys. And what's crazy is the number of passing yards the Cowboys are also giving up, too, because it just opens everything up. But really, that is how every game plan should start, is handing the ball off up the middle, Make them suck in, and then you can expose that secondary. So if he can't do anything there, it, it really is a problem. Part of me thinks that it's more, it's less about his skill and more about the scheme and play calling. And I think that with so much room for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. How they're Hopkins, utilizing him. Yeah. but It's how they're utilizing him. I know, and they're not passing him the ball the way no, they were no, at the end of last season, which just baffles he's me. He's their north-south bell cow. I just mm -hmm. don't get it. No. He should be Chase. At, he should I be utilize. He should be their third down back. He should be their big play yeah. weapon. He should be getting eight targets a game. Yeah, my this doppelganger Cliff never, Kingsbury. I don't know what he's thinking. Man. This is never who Kenyon Drake has I been. Know. Not at Alabama. Not at Miami. Not his 
the last half of the season last year with Arizona. I know. Never has he been this guy. And it, it's <sighs> not about his skill. His skill is still there. He's not hurt. I still see some speed and explosiveness from him. It's just that they're not game planning to take advantage of his skill set, which bothers me. Yeah, but got to play to the skill set. I'm not the one calling the plays there. It'd be so. like if I asked Henry to do the kind of stuff I do on the pod, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, we all have different skill sets. Or, yeah, we sure like do. I was going to say, Henry you're not the analytics guy, but you just spat the best analytics we've had on the history yeah. of this podcast. So. I, or it's like, like asking Henry going. to furnish a home properly. Like You just can't expect right. that. That's from not his strength, no. not baby. His strength. No. Not, no, not his at all. strength. I'm going to get a plant, though. Woo! Big step, dude. Yep. You ready for that kind of commitment? Uh, Breaking news. I figured, well, the reason you want a plant is so that you can tell girls, like, I can take care of this plant. <laughs> but I don't have, like, girls around consistently enough for them oh to, like, God. know if it's, like, oh, the plant died me. and I just went and bought a new one, you know? Dre, so, I mean. Oh. Dre, how do you feel about this plant rest of the season? Holy cow. If that's his reasoning, oh, my gosh. this. I know. I'm worried. This plant isn't going to make it past week eight. Yikes, dude. What's the handcuff for this plant? We, a cat yeah. puppy? <laughs> what is the handcuff? Right. Because if you fail mm-hmm. this, do you go up? Do you go down? Well, I decided like, I'm not going to get now, a pet until... Uh, you know, a step just down? Just do me a favor, Hank. Get a succulent, man. They're the easiast. There you go. Start with succulent. succulent. But is what that really impressive? Yes, it is. Girls love succulents. Don't start this with me. <laughs> Don't make I that have about face 10 <laughs> of them. They love them, Henry. I know I give you a lot of bad wow. advice. This is not one of those times. Ask Allie her. has a succulent. Boom. Is that what a succulent is, Allie? Yes. Okay, so... This is succulents, a p- man. Succulents are all the rage right now. This is a pervert alert. Uh, a pervert, pervert alert? You guys are no longer <laughs> allowed to talk about succulents on the show. All right. Um, that means I can't get one of those. I need to get a hard plant. No. I'm deducting points on our year-long bets for oh such... God. For how many times I say succulent? Naughty talk. <laughs> Naughty talk. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Please be kind to my, to Dre, my lungs. Dre's been dying since we finished playing basketball. Odd week. I would argue Mike Davis, Kareem Hunt, Alexander Madison, given the matchups, given the utility, all top five matchups at running back. All top five plays at Do running I back. I really need to say that I like huh. Kareem Hunt at this point? I think it's a given. Do you say s- Mike Davis? And, like, honestly, the, the Steelers' defense has not looked anywhere near as good as they were purported to be to start the season. Uh, that front's kind of scary. That front's kind of scary. Uh, look... <laughs> I that hope Allie's not scary. listening right I'm now, but <laughs> the Eagles are not an impressive offense, and the, there it no, is. the Steelers my, just we're not were hammering yards and points to them, man. I think Kareem Hunt's going to gash his defense. I thought Miles Sanders was a GD beast on 11 carries yeah, he's in good. that game. He's good. I get it. He's a fiend. But did you watch Travis Fulgham? Again, I, I talked about this on Tuesday. I'm going to be quick about it. T-fold. Travis Fulgham was just completely not even being covered. It's not like he was bodying people out of the way, going up and getting the ball, just running crisp routes. I watched him on one of his touchdowns, and I'm not kidding, there wasn't a Steeler within 10 yards of them, and it's not because he just got off the line quick. It's just because they forgot he even existed. Like, Mm -hmm. this defense does not look that good. And that's where I love Hunt in coverage. Yeah. As a pass catcher. Yeah, and I've been saying that all year, man, and that's why I liked him more than Chubb because Chubb wasn't doing the things that Kareem Hunt was, and now that Chubb's gone, Kareem Hunt gets that work plus all the other stuff that he's doing, man. I ah, I don't like Kareem Hunt as a person, but as a fantasy asset, he is just so amazing, and he's everything I've ever wanted from a player. Jeez, Louise. Uh, yeah, regular listeners to the show, no guy. Um, these yeah. are Those are your three dudes. Pound that drum anymore. If you've been listening to this podcast from day one, you probably have three of those guys who are now top five running backs and we're basically all available Hopefully. on the waiver wire or the bottom of your draft. If you have two of those three guys, congrats. The absolute worst part is basically I've, been, winning your I've been banging the drum for Kareem Hunt so much and yet I don't have him in a single league. <laughs> how many Kenyon Drakes? How many leagues do you Just have Drake one. in? <laughs> Just one, man. He rolled this. But that's that's more that's more a product of where your uh, I love getting where your slot is in the draft. Because it's like when you're like the first overall pick, it's like you're not going to have a chance at Drake, right? But when you're at the end of the first round, sure, you have a better chance. And so I think it says I would have more stock in him. I would have him on more teams had I had more late round draft picks. Um, but he was gone by the time I had a chance at him anyway. So uh, it's less a product of my own doing as it is just random chance. But anyway, I want to hear more about this Mike Davis take. A Mia Culpa from a, guy. Oh, a Mike Davis start against the Bears defense. Because my thought was, like, I'm, I'm scared of Teddy. We really liked Teddy last week. Uh, against this good, defense, though. I'd kind of like to just stay away from the little. Panthers as much as possible. 
does scare you a little. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Vegas I see this has whole that. game being very low scoring. Because I think the Panthers' Me defense too. has actually been somewhat surprisingly huh. good. Yep. They've been good. Yep. And uh, the Bears' offense good. isn't very good. The, I like the Panthers, what they're doing, but I think that the Bears' defense is very good. And I just see this being like a ground and pound, um, just a, a clock-controlling sort of game. And, uh, I mean, I like Mike Davis. I love what he's doing in Christian McCaffrey's Davis. stead. But I think this is kind of his last week because Christian McCaffrey's due to come back very soon. So uh, looks like Le'Veon Bell's going to the Chiefs. So Woo! thoughts on that? Oh my God! Man. Uh, all your Clyde yeah. Edwards Hilaire takes in the preseason were trash. Sorry yep. guys, he's a uh, wow. His fantasy stock. That's a tough mm-hmm. break for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm-hmm. That's a fantasy wise. That's kind of a nightmare scenario. I don't know, man. I mean, and that's the thing. Call me that's crazy, though. I think this. I think this frees up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to do more of what he's best at, and that's catching the ball and getting out of the backfield and just being more of that Swiss Army knife. And I think it frees up. Just Le'Veon Bell will. He'll just take that north-south. It's reverse Kenyon Drake, exactly. Yeah, it's and reverse Kenyon Drake because that's, they were utilizing because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had to take over the entire role. That's right. And they were they were having him run through the tackles when he's not that big a dude. That's right. So I kind of think this might actually be a little bit better for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as sneaky and bust potential too for Le'Veon. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Like like I I still oh, am pretty that's bought not a in, team but that thrives on the. Uh, on the north south runner. Uh, I mean just just in that like maybe he has lost a step. Maybe he isn't what he was a couple yeah. of years ago. Well, I I don't well, think so. There's a lot of touches oh, to I, go around. And like that. learning the offense of scheme thing all, than it is a, a Le'Veon skill thing. I think his skill's still there. I just don't think that this is a team that they don't they don't like, game plan around that sort I'm of I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break this to you, but Le'Veon Bell hasn't shown himself to be good at football in 3 years. I'm sorry, but the last time he was good at football was three years ago. Yeah. I was basically but that's because a child. he's been on the Jets for two of those. You are, and then he was out of the league for a third. So, right, it's not a particularly mm-hmm. hot take. The Jets just suck, man. Probably no, I get it. But I agree. But there is I that mean, small name chance. a running back in history who's been crappy for three years and then came back and was a stud. Because nothing comes to mind to me. While you guys think on that. I do need to let you know you want to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. You use that. Use code DNVR when you sign up, and you get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We've talked about you can place bets on fantasy points. I know, like, Josh Allen was set at 225 for that Tuesday night game, and you could have bet Tannehill and made some nice money since he was the highest-scoring quarterback in all of fantasy. There's a ton of player props, which, like, if you're an avid fantasy player, you're going to kill at those. So there's, I mean, it's just nonstop fun while you're watching football. Um, you know, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And look, I've just come to realize that as as the guy who's obsessed with the draft, um, that's how I got my foot in the door here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just my primary focus among all the other things I focus on. Like your family. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm probably the ageist of the group here on the fantasy oh. panel, right? Yeah, um I'm the one who's, uh, you know, skeptical on guys like David Johnson, Todd mm-hmm. Gurley, Le'Veon Bell. I'm, I'm quick to say guys are washed. AJ Green, you know, and that's gonna burn me sometimes. And I don't know. Other times, I think it it gets me to to buy out quickly. Le'Veon's gonna be interesting though. Bill Belichick, also an ageist. Love it. Good for him. All right, wide receivers. Who do we like? Obviously, I mean, we've been talking up this Cowboys. Arizona matchup. Hopkins is the must start of all must starts. We've I mean, talked up, you know, you the Minnesota wide receivers. Yet. We No, we don't. I think the interesting one is going to be the conversation we have with the other Dallas wide receivers, as we've mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Who's Dalton going to favor? Who do you go to there? Hopefully um, the tight end. I would lean Gallup, but I can't make a judgment on that until I watch. I have to see it first, man. It's just This is a, a classic story of, like 
I don't know. When when guys in training camps, when they have when they form connections with certain guys and they know they can trust them, they know they're going to be where they need to be. And then you have like a certain like a throwing style and uh you know yeah the a tendency to throw to a certain yeah. area of the field where you feel comfortable mm -hmm. where that guy's gonna be it just it changes by quarterback and by receiver so I need to see it first man I'll tell you this if there's two guys I'm pounding the table on at wide receiver this week it's my bay Jamison Crowder I'm never getting off that train and AJ Brown gosh I had to wait long and hard for AJ to come back. But when he did, he proved my trust right, and I will keep riding that train against the terrible Houston Texans. So Yeah, uh, I'm big on that A.J. Brown uh, hype train as well. Shout out to the uh, BFC for letting me have him off the waiver wire. Appreciate you guys. Wow. <laughs> Shot. I'd have to look and see who dropped him. but I had him on my it. bench. Thought about it, but I held on tight, and I'm glad <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um, any other wideouts, or we can move on to tight ends. Interesting day for tight ends. God, I love Jonu Smith almost too much. I That's think true you of a guys lot of are people. Like bad influences on me, but the whole world loves Jonu. Exactly. Smith. Everybody, I think, loves Jonu Smith too much. It's Jonu Smith's world. We're just living in it, Hank. Do you know that? that? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I guess. I don't have any evidence against it. Low-key, I kind of like both Dalton Schultz and Robert Tunyon this week, too. I'm excited to see Tunyon again because having that bye week after what he did on Sunday night football the week before, I, yeah, I, I, he may have arrived. The Bucks are a decent defense, man. I, I mm -hmm. don't know. That was, that was a one-week thing. I don't know if I can trust it just yet. And I don't see that they've – I don't know. They haven't really utilized the tight end particularly well over the past, like, what – year and a half that was one game man i because they've been searching long and hard for if Bobby you want to put a bet on it i could do that it's just uh Ooh, what should we bet points or ranking for tight ends in the week not ranking for tight ends because the tight end rankings have been two thousand percent whack like so that you'd agree he's a low-key star like if you're kind of desperate <laughs> as tight end when you say that he's quote unquote arrived i don't know but also that could just be due to like a couple weeks ago when every tight end had a down week and your guy had five points it doesn't i don't know man i guess that technically makes it a start but that is right impressive. It definitely makes it a start it sure does i think we should go points man but that's just me let's do it where should we set the threshold 10 sure 10 ppr yeah and i'll take the under okay cool i'll take the over i like cool. that um hayden hurst is questionable Dude, Hayden but Hurst wasn't even good when he wasn't questionable. Hayden I, Hurst his, feels like a, a bit of a crossroads, right? Yep, up Make against the Vikings week. this week. Yeah. I think no. that this – I mean, if it's going to happen, I think this is when it's going to happen. But they, A, they have to play the game, and B, they just fired their head coach and their GM. Legends. And now we have to see what this team becomes afterwards. So. Isn't that kind of the thing, though, where it's like he was bad, you get this post-head coach bump, maybe the adjustment is, huh, everybody thought Hayden Hurst is good. Let's find a way to make him actually good, and it works out for him. You can say that about literally any guy on this team, though. Also Especially true. without Julio. But I yeah. do think that we will start to see some guy break out on that team. Calvin Ridley. I'm seeing a lot of make-or-break weeks at tight end. Evan Ingram feels like a guy like that. What? He's broken, dude. He's yeah. broken? I mean, we... He can earn himself another make-or-break week. Hank typed up his eulogy last week, sure but did. against the his Washington football been typed team. should up in week one. It should have been typed up in the goddamn preseason. But against the Washington like football team. taking him. Give me okay. – I feel so burned by I, I agree Graham. on that. Um, but against the Washington football team. No way. A little resuscitation? Yeah. Uh no, I think they're I think they're actually oh no wait they are actually somewhat bad against tight ends. Yeah, Mark Andrews had a decent game, but I think that the Giants the, aren't as bad Ravens. as we think offensively. What? Look, I've been You're pounding that of all I've been pounding been. that table all year. Yeah, but now we've gotten to a point where we're probably underrating that offense just a smidge. <laughs> Not a bunch, just a smidge. I don't know if it's enough to make Evan Ingram start worthy. I think uh, that's the thing. It's like, dude. It's desperation time at tight end. It is. It is. And that's why I'd throw Mo Alley Cox in there. Going up against the Bengals, he was playing. Mo Alley, Mo problems, man. Yes. Mo Alley, Mo problems. But Damn problems straight. in a good way. 
and uh, he's going to go off, I think. Well, I, mean, I think it, I said that more as in if you have that many problems <laughs> that you're starting Mo Ali Cox. Yeah. I mean, people are going to be making desperation starts on Noah Fan, who might play. Jimmy Graham's going to start in a lot of leagues. Sure. Uh, Jimmy freaking Graham. So that's why I'm saying, like, you got to get a little creative here. And, you know, you could do a lot worse than Bobo or Dalton Schultz. Or John o. Smith, who's uh, the world's favorite tight end. He sure is. Any uh, any thoughts on defenses for this week? Man. Start the ones that are going against the Jets and the Giants and the... I mean, especially the Jets. The Washington, yeah. Washington defense has been surprisingly good this season. Mm -hmm. I liked how they played, and I think that... I mean, when you're looking at... Um, I, I tend to take a look at like the over-unders... Um, for point totals on games when I'm looking at uh, defenses oh, yeah. as well right now. Uh, Vegas has the this as a 43-point uh, uh, point total. Lowest um, so over-under like of the week. Yeah, it's a, it's a low-scoring game. It's a it's a defense that can take advantage of turnovers. Um, I like their odds in this one. So Tell you what, Giants, D, not a bad start either. Uh, Against Washington, and there are no quarterbacks, no offensive line. I don't know if I would go that far. I think you can get decent value there. I think the Lions against the Jaguars are decent value. I think Minshew's kind of slowing down here. You were so big on the Jags to start the season. What happened to that? Minshew, man. Yeah. Just died off. I mean, mm -hmm. I knew they were hot in September. I was trying to ride that wave. And James Robinson, he's yeah. not impressing you anymore? He's fine. He's still going to be a top 15 running back just yeah. because of the lack of depth otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, I see him ranked in top 10s at the position all week this week too. Yeah, how do you feel about the uh, – Where are the Jets playing? Pats. Oh, the Dolphins. Dolphins, top three startable defense. How do you feel yeah. about the Pats defense this week? I mean, I hate to <sighs> say it, but I kind of love them. Pats yeah. have a good defense. Pats have a good defense. I think there's a good chance the Broncos win the game. I don't think there's a great chance they put up more than 20 points. That's kind of how I see it. I love the cover on that one. Colts yeah. against the Bengals. How do you feel about that? That's got a pretty low point total as well. I think it's 46 and a half. Yeah. Um, I love the Colts and the Bengals defense. after getting shellacked last week. And the Colts offense, it's turnover city. Yeah. I mean, Phillip Rivers can't score more than oh, 24. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Colts defense, not Bengals defense. Colts defense is a good one, but Bengals mm -hmm. defense is a sneaky start because that Colts offense hasn't been that great. Yeah. And then the Dolphins against the Jets. Top 3D. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. I think it's Colts, Ravens, and then Dolphins couple of questions from the discord oh yeah hit us up uh start here from spacebar if you had to make an all rookie fantasy team in standard ppr mm. minus kicker and defense who would you pick quarterback to receivers to running backs flex tight end quarterback gotta be burrow right what justin herbert oh, oh. yeah yeah it's probably herbert so we got justin herbert quarterback even though he only had really what three options mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. uh, after that, receivers man. like you have Claypool in there. It's you have Justin Lamb. Jefferson. CD. I Lamb. think it's CD Lamb and oof Claypool. I'm going Jefferson. I'd put Claypool in the flex if we mm -hmm. had a flex. There is a flex. The two running backs, Josh Kelly, what? is. <sighs> I mean, he's an option. Clyde he's Edwards Hilaire. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Jonathan Taylor getting oh, all yep. the touches. But yeah, you're Anybody right. Else? On a like per touch basis, those guys haven't been great. No, I think that Clyde Edwards-Helaire is. But you don't giving have you, alternatives. I think there's like a negative connotation here because he's been, he was touted as like a top five overall pick. He's he definitely that one of them. poorly though. He's definitely one of them. Until uh, Le'Veon Bell, like running amongst all rookie running backs, he's got to be up there at the top of points. Definitely. Well, sure. So, so he's yeah, like he's a gap team, then he has to be there. Yep, definitely. Not a long list. I know. Yeah, that's kind of the. Yeah, I think Part that's it. I mean, I think list. the debate's just at wide receiver. Yeah. Tight well, end, you don't yeah. really have options, right? No. Cole Komet hasn't done anything. No. I couldn't even name another rookie. Irv Smith Jr.? Actually, I think Irv Smith Jr. might be your best player. Troutman's but he's not, he's not, not a think rookie he's a, anymore. He's not a rookie. No, this is yeah, second year. Troutman's no, he's done, done nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, so, like, no tight end. <laughs> yeah. Pretend Chase Claypool's one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oof, he's built like one. We can scroll up a little bit and just grab a couple more. Uh, from Steph Snoichi, 
Hello, fantasy friends. I have Cam coming off IR. Yep. Um, and need to drop one of Matt Ryan or Minshew. Oh, I saw this one. I know Matt oh, Ryan started off super solid, one. but he's is he worrying anybody else? Apologies if this was touched on. Yeah. What do you think, Matt Ryan or Minshew? Who gets cut? I'm gonna say Minshew. Although obviously, like that game that Matt Ryan just had, I got com- I got so burned by that, and I am still very mad about it. But I just think that Matt Ryan has more weapons, and I think has that, to that be Matt Ryan. I think that with more experience and I, I see them, they they're always just favored more in point totals. Yeah. No, I mean two kind of disappointing teams, frankly, at this point. But yeah, I think, I think there's just more potential for Matt Ryan to resuscitate his season mm-hmm. than Gardner Minshew. I have one from the podcast post from Bangkok Bronco. He says, hi, gents, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex needed for the following guys. What's your advice? This is a PPR. Um, He's got Phil Lindsay, Daryl Henderson, who against the Niners defense might not be a great start. Devin Singletary, Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Chase Claypool, Travis Fulgham. I mean, dire straits. Real, real quick, I want to go back to something four, you just said about the uh, Niners defense not being a very good defense to start against. The the Dolphins just put up, what, 43 points on them? Yep, that's right. Yeah. The Niners defense is not that good. They've been very good outside of that one week. Uh, because they played, what, the Jets, the Giants? Also, Miles Gaskin did nothing. Yeah. So okay, if yeah. we're talking running backs in that Miami game where they were up by 30 the entire day, yeah. Gaskin couldn't do anything. So, you um, double check that. I think he actually had a decent game. I'm do- I'm looking that up. Phil Time to Lindsay, call you on that one. Singletary. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I know. Or I heard uh, Chase Claypool in there somewhere, and I'm uh, I'm taking his his stock on this one. Yeah, uh, it needs can two you wide receivers, two flexes. Start, start with the uh, wide receivers. Just list those. Cup, Diggs, Jefferson, Claypool, Fulgham. So Diggs yeah, against the Chiefs. That's probably going to be a yeah. Diggs. Then to me, it's Copper Claypool. Yeah, because I wouldn't trust Jefferson to play this week. Well, and we're going to wait till early. Luckily, you don't have to set your lineup before Thursday night football this week. You're going to wait, see if that game's canceled, and see where Jefferson plays. Because Jefferson, man, over Cup, though? I don't think I could do it. I mean, Cup is just so reliable. I think it's Cup, Diggs, Claypool, but, man, I love this matchup for Jefferson. I mean, you could probably sneak it. it. Did you say two flexes? One flex. Oh, one flex. Two wide receivers. Ah. I really do like that matchup. I think I go Cup, Cup, Diggs, Jefferson. I'm benching Claypool. Uh, Real quick, going back to Miles Gaskin. Yeah, lay it on me. 16 for 57 with a touchdown and then five receptions for 34 yards. Yeah, not great. That's what that's 8.4 plus 5.7 is uh, 14.1 plus 6 is 20.1 points. You're going to tell me that's not great? In 20.1 uh, points? Okay. I mean, you just gave me the carries and seems pretty fluky, not super rep- reproducible. <laughs> All right. Do you wanna, right? Let's, do you want to make a bet on it? Sure. Right, Daryl Henderson under 15 points, PPR? Well, Daryl Henderson versus Miles Gaskin. I Why would that? Oh, last week? Yeah, I guess we're, we're we're having this discussion in the context of um we're having this discussion in the context of uh Daryl Henderson whether or not he can produce this week, right? Yeah. But I do think oh man, I I, or we I don't know. I I'm not necessarily banging <laughs> the table for Daryl Henderson. <laughs> I'm defending Miles Gaskin here. That's my point. So I'd rather have those bets center on that Miles Gaskin scoring this week. Because Daryl Henderson, I am I, I already have my doubts about him because he didn't produce against the Giants when that was a prime matchup for him. And then last week, who did they play? The They played the Niners. Gaskin. No, no, uh, no Daryl Henderson. Oh, the Washington football team. The Titans. Team. Washington. Oh, yeah. And he didn't, he didn't play particularly well, did he? No. Yeah. So I, I'm not trying to defend Daryl Henderson here. I'm defending Miles Gaskin. That's my point. So I would say Miles Gaskin over under 12. Well, what's that matter? Our discussions about the you Niners said it's run defense. Oh, yeah, but you said Miles Gaskin, what he did last week against the Niners run defense was fluky, and it's not sustainable, correct? 16 of 57. That's not a great day running, man. He had a touchdown, and he had five receptions for 34 yards. Right. Fluky, yes. 
He gets in That's the end point. zone. He gets the fluky touch. Yes. That's my point, though. Is All right. So if, if you're saying it's a Gaskin fluke, I'm under he's 20 good. points against the Jets. I'll take that all day. No, no, not 20. Full PPR. Not 20. No, you got 21 against the Niners. Wait, you can't do that again against the Jets? I, let's we're, say. We're, how much regression are we projecting? Let's say 14. If it wasn't a fluke. Let's say 14. Against the worst defense, he's going to go down six points, and you're telling me that wasn't a fluke? You just admitted it's a fluke with this right. bet. I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the over on 20 then. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Just bullying me into that one. Exactly. Um. Lindsey Henderson Singletary, we got to answer this question. Which of these two running backs do we start? I kind of hate all three. Uh, yeah. I I am I mean, a believer in Singletary, week. but I'm just like against the Chiefs. I think man. that they're going to air it out against the Chiefs. I don't think they're really going to control the clock at any point and give him the chance to rack up carries and yards. I think that's kind of going to get game planned away from them. So I don't like aggressive. him there. Lindsey having that backfield to himself as much as I like that. Uh, I think coming back from an injury and with the team being decimated by injuries, um, Lindsay well, Drew, might Drew be Lock my will one. be back, yeah, yeah, should be. But the Patriots have a, a decent defense. Mm-hmm. I don't love that one either, man. And Daryl Henderson, who are they playing again? The Rams, Niners, Niners. I think it's Henderson, like Lindsay. I don't love it, but I think it's Henderson, Lindsay. Yeah, but uh, you gotta you gotta choose two of them, Lindsay. Yeah, I would say Lindsay then. In a PPR, yeah, That's doesn't Lindsay. matter. Lindsey Henderson, I say Cup Diggs Jefferson. I'm I'm benching Claypool. I know you're starting Claypool. You're benching Cup, assuming Jefferson plays. Yeah, I uh, mean this the is Atlanta all, games. Like, yeah, play. you're you're deciding this morning of with Jefferson. Yeah, of course. If he plays, though, do you want to have a bet on Jefferson Claypool, who has more points? Sure, let's do it. If he plays, obviously. Yeah. Cool. Then I got Claypool. You got Jefferson. Beautiful. Let's lock it in. With All that right. bet, we are done with your questions, done with our start sits. We'll have more up-to-date info Sunday morning on the tailgate, so tune into that for any updated takes, fantasy freakouts with uh, last-minute injuries. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you for listening in, and uh, we'll catch you next Tuesday.